Hi, it's Mackenzie, and this is the Mill Spouse Brief. I hope you guys are having a great week. Some stuff going on in our week right now is Cade's, most of his battery went on a field op, but a bunch of guys were left back just because they didn't have enough room to take them all to 29 Palms. And so he's been having to do like long work days because they kind of had the mentality of like, well, if you're not on the field op and the guys that are on the field op are working, you're going to have to work too. So he has to work Saturdays for a couple weeks, which he's pretty bummed about, but hopefully it'll all be okay. So other than that, that's what's pretty much going on. I've been doing a lot of uh, research and planning some really fun episodes for the podcast. So May has some really good episodes coming up and I'm really excited and I've learned a lot and I hope you guys will enjoy them as well. And then we've just been doing stuff around the house and getting everything ready. I'm hosting a baby shower in a couple weeks. So just kind of doing like last minute decor things and I'm the type of person that like wants the house to look good if we're having a bunch of people over. So I've been doing that. And then I officially graduate next Tuesday, so I'm really excited. I'll have a degree in public relations and have tried to kind of been figuring out what I want to do with that and looking at opportunities and working on my resume and all that kind of fun stuff. So I'm really excited for that. Today we have a really exciting guest. Her name's Stephanie. She's super sweet. It was so fun talking with her. I really love having guests on the podcast because if you're a guest, you can kind of attest to this that like before the podcast and even after we'll chat a little bit. And I just love the fact that I get to meet new people and get to kind of create these relationships. And it's just so fun and you get to learn things. And Stephanie kind of bonded over the fact that we both are big planner people and we write everything down and we have lists and our budget sheets and all that kind of fun stuff. So it's really fun getting to know different military spouses and I feel like it helps us kind of create a bond because we are going through the same things with our service members and deployments and all that kind of stuff and so I hope you guys enjoy this episode. She gave a really cool perspective. I learned a lot and I hope you guys did too. All right so I'm here with Stephanie. So Stephanie how about you introduce yourself? Well hello (laughs) my name is Stephanie Abbey. I am 19 years old, going on 20 in July, and I'm full-time teaching assistant for preschoolers, two That's to three-year-olds. So cool. yeah, I love my little guys. They are so cute. Um, and I'm a military wife. My, do you want me to introduce my wife? Kind yeah. Of? Okay. So my wife is Emily Abbey, and she is a radio operator. She's been in for about four years. She's been to Camp Pendleton. Miramar, and we're moving to Virginia in July. That's so exciting. So So did she re-enlist? Yes, she did. She re-enlisted while she was on deployment these past few months. What were your thoughts about that? Deployment? Well, her Um, re-enlisting. When she left, she was kind of like on the border of it, but I think um, it was like a a previous podcast that you guys have like, you know, said stuff about deployment and you know, how re-enlisting kind of plays a part in that. And so I think she was like, okay, what I have set out to do, she's not done with. Because she's talked about DI school. Okay. And so I think that's kind of her ultimate goal. Which is drill instructor school. Yes, correct. 
And so I think she, you know, wants to still fulfill that. And yeah. she was hoping for orders to Hawaii because that's where her other best friend is going. Oh my gosh, that'd be but so cool. <laughs> she got the East Coast. But so, we're like, Virginia, okay. are you guys going to Quantico? Yes, we're okay. going to Quantico. And it's nice because it's closer to home. Yeah. You know, being from Michigan, it's only an eight-hour drive. So, wow. it was like, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas might be a Way better than home. being here in California. Yeah, because I haven't been home in over a year. Wow. So, I mean, it's all right. You know, need some space from family, but you know, mm-hmm. I miss them too. Would she, has she, so if she wants to do drill instructor school, because uh, Camp Pendleton is now doing women platoons, like this is, I believe that the first women platoon just graduated like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So would you guys want to go to Paris Island and stay East Coast, or would you want to come back here if she got drill instructor school? I want to say she wanted to stay East Coast yeah. just because it's close to family. And, um, like, I would have to stay wherever we are, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so it would just be easier to have her, like, in the same time zone. Yeah. And just a little bit away. And, and I don't honestly think she would want to, you know, do all that flying again. That's true. She likes to kind of say stay stationary somewhere. Well, yeah, and especially if you are on Quantico now and then she's able to do drill instructor school, you guys would be able to, like, stay East Coast and yeah. be and used I, to all that. Yeah, I want to say some of her friends who have um, done DI school have done it over there, too. Okay. So I think that's, you know, she wants to go through that same process. Like yeah. Did. did she go, so obviously she went to Paris Island for her boot camp, yeah. right? Okay. That's so cool. That's where Cade went, too. Yeah. So, okay, so she is a radio operator. And she just re-enlisted. How did you guys meet? Uh, we met in high school. Okay. Um, we were kind of just friends. And up until she left, she had another girlfriend when she went to Paris Island. Okay. Um, and then they came back. You know, she had matured a bit. Her, you know, girlfriend didn't. Yeah. And so we were just kind of like friends, whatever. And then, I mean, I had always liked her. I had always flirted <laughs> with her. She's like, I have a girlfriend. I have a girlfriend. I'm like, okay, well, let me know when you don't. <laughs> that is so funny. Um... So then once she came back, you know, we rekindled and all that stuff. And then was like, okay, I think we kind of like this. Yeah. And then so that following Christmas, we, you know, made it official. Oh, my gosh. That's and so, so awesome. that was fun. And we, we did the long distance, too. Okay. Cause How long did you guys do long distance for? I want to say about two years. My junior and senior year. the So the year after I graduated that okay. summer. Yeah, 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 I moved out to um, California. Oh, my gosh. That's so yeah, exciting. But we weren't married yet. Oh, so. my gosh. So how did that work? I ended up living close to, like, downtown San Diego. Okay. And she was stationed at Miramar. Oh, So okay. it wasn't too bad, but two months in, she ended up moving to Camp Pendleton. Oh. And so I was like, oh, no, like, I just got settled here, and now you're yeah. moving. So with having to do work and school, I was doing full-time school, full-time work, and then, like, trying to see her, especially with how bad the traffic gets up there. I cannot imagine doing the five oh, all yeah, the time. Yeah, it's, uh, it's what it was. And uh, it was backed up traffic for, like, at least an hour. Yeah. And then we weren't married, so I had to wait at the gate, like the um, oh, because you didn't even have an ID. No, I didn't. Oh my gosh! And then it was a thirty-minute drive back to her barracks. What was area like, was she staying in? I don't even remember. Okay. But it was about it was about thirty minutes away from so the she, gate. Yeah, so she was probably like Polgus or Horno or. Yeah, because we weren't there for very long before um, we ended up getting married. Oh God, you had to do all that. I'd yeah. Be like, There's either a ring on my finger, or I'm going back. <laughs> right. Um, and there was also kind of some uh, discrimination in the, like, area that I was in. Like, really? with one of my roommates. Um, I had, like, a French roommate who, like, we shared a room, and she was really cool. Um, but then there was, like, another guy that, like, you know, wasn't really about it. Mm-hmm. And they ended up contacting the person that owned the place and was like, I don't feel comfortable with her having a girlfriend over here. I don't want her over here anymore. So then the landlord was like, 
you know, you can't have your girlfriend over unless without contacting him in advance and, like, setting something up. So that was, like, my first time. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, what do I do? I'm never going to be able to see my girlfriend. Oh, my gosh. And, like, I vindicates Barrick, so I went to him. I think the first time I went was, like, we had just gotten married and he was packing up his stuff for his deployment. And I was like, I can understand why you're low-key depressed living in this cylinder blocks that is tiny and disgusting like it's awful yeah it is and so like you're not gonna want to hang out there she probably had a roommate yeah so you're like what am I supposed to like chill here on this <laughs> tiny twin bed and like look at your roommate too like yeah very very uncomfortable so we kind of we ended up fixing that pretty quick yeah um so you guys I, got married when did you get married um uh, that was October 23rd 2020 oh my gosh that's so exciting I think it was 2020. Was it 2020? Like last October? Oh no, it was 2019. Oh my gosh, I've been married for a long time. <laughs> That's so exciting. And like, the, I think the part of it is deployment. Like, yeah. Because she left before we hit our one year. What? So, yeah, I guess. She like, left in September of yeah. 2020. And then she just got back. You yeah, said, she right? just got back. It was kind of like an unannounced thing. She just oh. was like, oh, come pick me up. And I was like, what? Oh I my gosh, that's so exciting. That. That was How like, was that? It, it was kind of intense. Like, I was, like, nervous. Yeah. You know, kind of like, oh, my gosh, like, you're coming home? Like, what? Like, yeah. Like, I've been doing it. Like, it's okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so exciting. So, now she's home, and you said her job is a radio? Radio operator. So, what does, like, that entail? What does that deal with? She doesn't like to talk about her work. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, she's just kind of, she's one of those people, like, you know, my job is my job, and, like, when I come home, let's just not talk about it. I mean, because sometimes she'll, I can tell she'll have a bad day, and I'm like, oh, like, how does work? She's like, I don't want to talk about it. And, you know, I mean, I think we don't really talk about our work that much. The only time I talk about it now is when I have, like, stories about the kids. Yeah. Do you like that you have that separation, like, your home life is strictly, like, your home life type thing? Oh, I think definitely, because, like, you know, you know, I do my own work and all that stuff, and then I come home, and it's like, not about what happened then. It's about, like, almost like a fresh start. Like, we're yeah. starting over here. Like, this is our time. Um, and we have two dogs, so attending to them, too. Which yeah, what kind nice. of dogs do you guys have? Um, we have a Belgian Malwa and, like, a Mutt. She was supposed to be a Black Lab, but she's, like, Boxer, Black Lab. Oh, and that's so cool. Different other things. So they keep you busy. Oh, yeah. And they're big chewers, too, so we always like to go shopping with them. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. So what is her command life? So, like, if you said that when work doesn't really come home, do you feel like her job, what are her hours like type thing? Um, that, I mean, before deployment, it was, like, probably, like, 12, 14 hours, like, every single day. Yeah. That that was really hard on top of the stress of, like, you know, she's about to leave and wanting to spend all this time with her. I'm like, just come home. And we live in Valley Center now. Which is about a 45-minute drive yeah. on top of traffic. Is there a reason you guys chose that area? Um, we were living in Oceanside, but then we met those other roommates. Okay. And so we decided to move in with them because I was like, I know I'm going to struggle when you leave. Yeah. And, like, being by myself is not a good option. And I'm like, I think having some friends would be great. Definitely. And so we got together and we got this three-bedroom house out in Valley Center, um, Pretty good price. It's a whole bunch of land. Like oh, I like so being able cool. to let the dogs out and they can yeah. just roam, do their thing, come back when they're done. So that's how we ended up out there. And Emily was like, I'm not about this drive. And I was like, okay, that's cool. You do it for two months and you go on deployment. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, and you don't really have a say because, I mean, 
um, I work in Escondido, so it's only like a 20 minute drive. Yeah, it's not bad. Minutes. Not too bad. Do you still live with the other married couple? Um, yes, only the one. Okay. Um, the, Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, we can talk about that. So that's how we kind of ended up living together, and we like hung out for, I want to say, three, four months before we decided to move in. We sure we lived in the same like apartment complex. Okay, cool. So we were like always like at Seeing each other. Seeing each other, yeah. And this was like um, when like the pandemic first happened. Oh, okay. So um, she, the wife was out of a job, and her husband's in the military. Okay. Um, so I was out of a job too. So we like were hanging out all day. Yeah, because you just had like, nothing to yeah, do. Yeah, we had nothing to do. Getting along really great. And your husbands are, or her husband, <laughs> yeah. your wife is at work. So you're Exactly. Like, so that ended up working out. And Emily ended up doing night shifts. So she would like sleep during the day. I'm like, I just don't want to look at you sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so like I'd go out with her and do stuff. Um, but once we moved in together, things were all right for a little bit. But as you live with somebody, just like when you get married, yeah. you realize like, oh, there's some things that I don't like that you do, yeah. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And I was just like, oh, what did I get myself into? And what were like the biggest things that you were like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm not like a clean freak, mm-hmm. but I can kind of be like a clean freak. Yeah. I like I'm always cleaning. Like it's always something. And they like were not like that. So they believe like. You know, they'd make something and it would and be on the like counter for like oh. a few days. Oh my gosh. And, and like a communal kitchen and you're like, yes. this is disgusting. And I'm like, I cannot live like this. And so I tried to do like the friendly reminders. Like, oh, can we take care of that? Like, yeah, we're getting to it. Um, and and then, it's hard because they're not your spouse. Because yes. you, can, you can like set different expectations with your spouse. And you can kind of like, I don't want to say demand things, but like, Kate and I, like, have our separate, like, chores. Like, Kate takes out the trash. I do the bathroom. You know, like, things like that. And you're able to, like, decide that. And then if he forgets, I'm like, yo, take out the trash. Yeah. Like, but... Like, holding him accountable for the stuff. But it's harder when you do do. that with, like, a roommate. Because I remember that with my own roommates. And then with, like, your friends, too. Because you're like, I don't want to ruin this relationship. But we have very different cleaning styles. And this is frustrating. Yeah, it's very frustrating. And I think, like... Almost the activity level was, like, different. Like, they would, like, just sit around the house and do whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, let's go do something. I was like, no, okay. It's like, okay. Well, you know, that that became a struggle when I was by myself. Oh, true. Because I'm like, I don't have anyone to go hang out with. I'm yeah. like, you're my front line. And, you know, you just want to sit and do nothing all day, which was fine. Um, we also, um, her name was Kate. Kate and I ended up working at the same place. Oh, cool. So you guys did see each other, like, all day. Yeah, it was pretty frequently. And so that, like kind of got frustrating after a while Mm -hmm. just because um she had a tendency to like you know not want to go in or call out and so like if she calls out sick we live together so I would have to stay home oh why couldn't you just go in um just because of COVID that's what it was so they were like well one of you can't come in and one of you can't not come in yeah so they were they were like you both have to stay out and uh there was one time she like I mean, she was fine that night, and then she ended up like, calling out in the morning, so they called me, and they're like, oh, you should go get a COVID test, like, Kate's not feeling well. Um, That's hard. And that Friday, like, I got, um, like, I was offered to do something really special, like, it was kind of like um, a creative painting to, that I would go and learn, and then I would teach the staff and students how to do it, so oh, I was cool. like, that's a big opportunity, yeah. like, they're putting a lot of trust in me, and we couldn't go in because we had those oh. pending COVID tests. And, like, she was just, like, she was fine. She, like, went out the next, like, that same day. Yeah, so she was in to work. Yeah, and I'm, like, that's so frustrating, like, yeah. for me. No, definitely. Um, and they didn't have the healthiest relationship either. Mm. 
That can be tough. Um, like there were times where like she was like throwing things like oh at gosh. him, and you're like in the same house. Yeah, like, and like I'm just like eating dinner, like oh my gosh, like like what do I say? What do I do? <laughs> yeah. Um, but they ended up kind of like you know falling apart eventually. He went away. He actually went to Michigan. Okay. For um, some training or something, I mm-hmm. guess. And then she ended up going home to Iowa, and then, you know, he came back, and she wanted to stay there for a little bit, and then the next thing you know, she came home, the next day, she packed all her stuff, took the car, and left. So is he now living there, or yeah. just you guys? He's living there by himself. Okay. He was, he's going to finish out the lease, and then once the lease is up in July when we leave. Oh, perfect. So he's going to have to, like, find Finds a place for, like, two months before he gets out. Are they technically still married or no? Yes. And, oh, okay. I mean... My wife and I have, like, talked to him, like, oh, what are you, like, what are you thinking about doing? Um, because he still is, like, paying a lot of stuff for her, and oh. she just keeps asking for more money, and I'm, like, I don't, like, want to see him go through that. Yeah. No, that's, I'm, like, tricky. that's You know, you make your own money, she has her own job, she doesn't need gas money from you now. Yeah, no. But. That's, that's definitely tricky. Yeah, so it's hard, because, like, especially when they were going through that stuff, she would talk a lot of... Um, like, bad shit about him. Yeah. And, like, I'm like, I live with this dude. I know he's not a bad guy. Like, yeah. he's not some manipulator. Like, and so it was it was kind of difficult to, like, try to be there for her. And she's like, oh, my marriage is falling apart. And she was trying to put the blame on him when she was really tough to get through. Mm-hmm. So that That's a very that interesting dynamic. Yes. Wow. And so, like, you know, because it, it was hard because we were friends first. And yeah. so, like, I want to be there for her. But it's hard when you really don't agree with what someone's doing. Oh, for sure. And it's also like, do we have a good enough friendship to be like, listen here. Because you guys obviously are still new friends. Like, there are certain friends that I could be like, like, some of my best friends that I've known for years and years and years. And be like, Claire, you need to stop. Like, this is what you're doing. River, come on. Yeah. But like, there's other friends that like, either I just met or I don't know as well that I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could, like, tell you exactly what you need to hear. You know, because, yeah. like, there's just that you don't have – it's if do you have enough of a foundation that they won't take it like, oh, you're attacking me, but that you're looking out for me in the best interest, or they're going to be like, oh, you're attacking me, you're siding with him. Yes, yeah. so and that's like, exactly how do? she would take it, too. Like, I mean, there were times where I tried to put in, and she was just like, whose side are you on? And I'm like, okay, you know, maybe we should talk about something else. Yeah. But, so. so talk about – how you kind of dealt with the deployment now that she's home are you like oh thank heavens is this so much better I think it I mean we're still early on in like the you know coming home Mm -hmm. phase so I mean I think we're still trying to like feel everything out yeah um but the there's like I don't know if you're familiar with like the seven stages of deployment most people who like have gone through one are familiar with them but there's like yeah there's like different stages of deployment like the first three are like the absolute hardest. Yeah. And they're like, you're crying all day. And yeah, pretty much. There's like, kind of like the first one is that like anticipation of like, you're going to leave, you're going to leave. Oh, yeah. And I feel like that's the worst. Yes. That, that, that I, was pretty bad. Oh, yes. Um, when, like, that was almost like I like wanted to push her out the door. So I'm like, the faster you leave, the faster you can come home. Yeah. And so there was a lot of tension in our relationship there. Like, and also that. You know, we were so young, like, that communication, like, our marriage was still very young, not even a year old. Yeah. Um, trying to communicate, like, how I felt about it, and then, like, her rebuttaling with, like, I'm going to go through those same things, too. Yeah. And, you know, it just kind of, like, we ended up, I think, getting a little bit further right before she left. Yeah. So, I have a question. Yes. Because you guys are 
both girls. Do you feel like, so for, I'll like kind of give an example. So like for me and my husband, because boy and girl, we're very different when it comes to like emotions and the way we process things. So Cade's like, I'm going to be fine. You know, that kind of thing. And I'm like, I need to communicate. I need to talk it out. I need to like elaborate on this. You know, like even if we get in a fight after the fight's over, I'm like, we need to debrief. And he's like, roll over and go to bed. And I'm like, oh no, we need to debrief this. Like I can't just roll over. So do you feel like that dynamic changes because you guys are both girls where you're like both kind of dealing with the same emotions the same way or do you feel like no it is different I think it is different in our relationship specifically I think it would definitely vary from relationship to relationship yeah um and person to person but I mean she tends to be more like reserved about her feelings Mm -hmm. and she's even told me before she's like well I don't like reflect on them and I'm like how (laughs) I'm like that doesn't even make any sense yeah and so like I I totally understand you know like I want to talk about it that's how I am I'm like okay we need to have like this conversation like I know it's gonna be difficult for you and majority of the conversation is like me just word vomiting whatever I feel exactly yeah I understand I hear you (laughs) and I'm like that's all I need to hear is that I've heard um but I mean there's some things where like you know she does you know I, I don't know if she like feels more than a guy would yeah but there's definitely times where I'm like you know like like that's making you upset right now you know kind of like almost as if I was a guy like really yeah you know like I don't I want to say it was the other day I want to say I said something she just like started to like get teary-eyed and I was just like I'm sorry like you know do you yeah. want to talk about it and she's like no I'm fine and I was just like okay she's like let's just make dinner together and I'm like okay like if that's how yeah. she needs to deal with things and I like I always open that conversation to her, but um, I think we're we're trying to still pick away at like the Hard. best way yeah. for her to communicate her feelings. Because on deployment, we definitely like did that a lot through email. Yeah, and it's like was she on a ship? Yeah, she okay. was on a ship, and I feel like it was a lot easier to do it that way because you got time to like sit there, think about what you want to say or how you're feeling. Like, you oh my gosh, writing is it's. It is the perfect, <laughs> if I cannot communicate how I'm feeling, writing it down is the best because you're able to be like, oh, do I really mean that? Or like, do I really want to say that? Exactly. Or actually, I don't actually feel that upset about that. I want to like focus on this instead, you know? But yeah. sometimes when I write, like either if I like have to text him a big paragraph, he's like, read, 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 read. Let me respond to the last three sentences. Yes! And you're like, yes. I'm sorry. Did you not see paragraph one, two, three, and four? <laughs> yes. No. I would totally get that because I would write really long emails and then she would just like respond a few things. I'm yeah. just like, that's like, that's all I have to say. Um, but that's I think, so funny. Because I, I almost, since we're just like so fresh, like yeah. getting back, I don't want to be like, every time we talk, I'm like trying to have like a couple's therapy session about how we can work on ourselves. I'm yeah. still trying to like, you know, let things play out because I'm sure she's adjusting. I mean, she hasn't been by herself for like a whole eight months. Yeah. Like there's always someone within 10 feet of her. I and totally. so I'm like, if you need your space, like that's fine. Like yeah. I asked her if she wanted to come and she was like, you know, I think like having the time to just debrief and be alone would be great. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, like cool. You do what you need to do. Yeah. I think that's like Kate's favorite thing about the podcast. It's always like, oh, that's like Ken's time. <laughs> that's my time, you know? And like sometimes I'll make him like come out at the end. I'm like, hey, come meet this person. And he's like, Okay, because he's, like, not social, like, he, that, you know, and I'm like, come on, and, like, I will talk to anybody, and, you know, he's like, oh, my gosh, you were so crazy, and I'm like, I met this friend on the plane, or I met this friend at yes. the store, and he's like, what? Like, <laughs> you know? Why are you talking to people? I know. Okay, so, with the military, what do you feel like has been your wife's experience being a girl in the military? Oh, I think oh, that definitely has its challenges because I feel like 
uh, when people think of the military, it's like kind of like male dominated. Yeah. And like, I mean, there's been times where I've been like making calls and stuff. I'm like, oh, my spouse. And I'm like, oh, what does your husband do? And it's like, you know, trying to have to like correct that. And people are like, oh, oh, sorry. And it's like, yeah. oh, it's fine. Like, you know, I just, people's first thought, I guess, especially for girls on the phone is that yeah. your husband is in the military. Um, does I mean, that get frustrating? Does that get old? Or are you more like used to it? I think it more or less depends on the response. Because okay. there's been a few times where I've been like, oh, my wife. And they're like, what is your husband or, like, his? And I'm like, my wife, she. she. <laughs> and they, like, you know, keep tripping up on themselves. Or it's, I sometimes I feel like I'm like, they have to be doing it on purpose. I'm like, yeah. am I not saying it clear enough? But most of them are like, oh, I'm sorry. And it's like, that's that's fine. I mean, people aren't, I guess if you're not in that community, you're not necessarily triggered to respond that way. Like, mm-hmm. Before then, I'd have been like, oh, like, if I was talking to a girl, oh, like, you know, who is he? Yeah. Rather, but now I'm more like, who are they? Or, oh, okay, you know, yeah. that. So you feel like your your brain's more shifted to, like, not assume. Yeah. And, like, um, sometimes after a while, like, especially if I, like, just meet people that are like, oh, what, are, what does your husband do? And it, sometimes it feels like, oh, you know me well enough to assume that I have a wife or that I have a husband. Yeah. You know, but, like, I know that's not how they're thinking. It's just kind of, like, their normal reaction. Yeah. It's kind of, like, I think more of a societal thing versus a... Yeah, it's not like they're trying to, like, undermine the... But that's hard, though, because I feel like... I don't want to say society's shifting, but society's shifting. Like, you know, it's... Not that gay marriage wasn't something that, like, happened, but it's talked about more. It's obviously now allowed. Yeah. Legally, you know? (laughs) That's great. So, I feel like... It's shifting a lot more. I feel like 20 years ago, you wouldn't put your pronouns in your bio. Yeah. That's, like, super popular now. Or, like, how you want to be addressed. Or, yeah, who you're married to. Or, obviously, for so long, it was you didn't tell people that you were gay. You know? So, that's that whole thing where it's now. It's, like, I can be proud and open about it. And I think the younger generations, it's not... I don't want to say confusing, but it's not, like, as much of a, like, shift in your mind. Because you're like, yeah, who are you married to? Yeah, like, they're, they're kind of used to that stuff. We're like, like, my grandparents are like, this is, this is new. And you're <laughs> like, okay, well, like, hop on board, okay? Yeah. But it's it's obviously just so, because I feel like it's obviously always been. Mm-hmm. But when you didn't have it being allowed, and then when it wasn't, like, popular or talked about, your mind shifts. So, like, that is very interesting. Do you feel like... In the military, it's male-dominated. And then you have some females, and then you have some females that are heterosexual and some females that aren't. Do you feel like that adds another layer to your wife's, like, pressure of the military? Or do you feel like she's treated not, like, better, but they're, like... Like, like how do they kind of view... How do you feel like they, the military views your wife like that? That's actually... That's a really good question. And I can't, like, speak for my wife. Yeah. Um, but, I mean... I know she hasn't quite had any issues. That's good. I wonder, well, because she has, like, um, she had a really short cut. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I wonder if she tried to, like, you know, push herself a bit more, you know, could try to, like, I mean, people would call her sir all the time. Especially right. with the mask. Oh, yeah. And, like, that doesn't really bother her. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, almost kind of, like, having to maintain some sort of standard. And she has very high standards for herself, yeah. both, like, physically, mentally, emotionally. Like, she sets her sets herself up at a very high standard. Um, but, I mean, I know she has a few other friends that are in the LGBTQ community Yeah, that she's, like, worked with. So I don't think it's ever really been an issue, but more or less, like, a, a personal 
goal kind of thing that she yeah. always tries to achieve. That's awesome. So you do feel like her command has been very, like, respectful and, like, inclusive and things like oh, yeah. that? I think the yes, definitely. I mean, she was at Miramar for a while. She really loved that. But then, like I said, two months after we got out here, we moved to Camp Pendleton. She was um, with one unit, and then, like, she was there for, like, I want to say 10 days, and they pushed her out to the, like, um, on the mule. Oh, okay. And so then she was with them, and they were, they were really great. Um, That's awesome. We had, like, a bunch of get-togethers and stuff. And, you know, everyone treated her with as much respect as they did anybody else. And that that's was, great. like, awesome. So we really liked that. No, that's really good. How do you, have you, like, gotten to meet other wives, other spouses? Like, what's the dynamic of her, like, unit? Have you, like, got to know people um, or? Not really. I mean, oh, there's been quite a few, actually. I want to say there's two Two people that were, like, kind of closest. One, like, I hung out with him mm-hmm. um, a lot while she was deployed. And then he didn't end up going on that deployment. They moved him back to a different unit. Um, but somebody else, too. Like, we didn't hang out, but, like, you know, there was, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, can you pick me up? Or, like, you know, yeah. whatever. Something like that. And just kind of, like, see if they were available or how they were doing. Different things like that. But, I mean, I did work at the Denny's on the Miramar base for Hamid. Oh, cool. And so I met one of the one of the spouses there, um, and her husband is still in there. We hang out all the time. Like, oh, you know, so we're fun. really close. So that that's, like, you know, kind of my friend group. But, yeah, I mean, Emily does stuff with her friends. I mean, they're pretty much all deployed right now, but <laughs> she did, and so that was great. No, that's awesome. Do you feel like you guys have a lot more similar friends? Do you feel like you guys really do have, like, separate friend groups? Oh, I want to say we definitely have separate friend, friend okay. groups besides, like, Maybe, like, one or two. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't I think that's, like, interesting. I guess we haven't, like, been together with, like, a large enough group. Because most of the time that we've spent together was either we just got married, so we want to spend all that time together. Yeah. And then she was just about to leave, so we want to spend all that time together. And then now she just got home, so we want to spend all that time together. Yeah, which totally makes sense. And so we haven't really had, like, you know, the time to really, like, go out and, like, create a friend group together. Yeah. And, but that's definitely a hope for, um, over in Virginia and Quantico yeah. or something. We've talked about, like, doing more activities on base since we're trying to live on base. Yeah. we've always lived off base. So, like, we haven't had that on base experience, and mm-hmm. I feel like there's more of, like, a closer community. Because, yeah. I mean, you all kind of go to the same place, or, like, yeah. you have the same neighbors, and you're going through the same stuff. Definitely. So I think that'll give us a better opportunity to have friends together because I don't think we really have. Yeah. I feel like that's something that Kate and I are trying to, like, work on is, like, making more friends together or, like, couples that we can hang out with or, you know, things like that. I think for me it's been – that's probably been my biggest struggle being out here is making friends. I feel like it's a lot harder than I expected. Yeah. I don't know why, like, being an adult and making friends is so hard, but, like, I just feel like it's harder, you know? And then I feel like being a military spouse, and I don't feel like all civilians are like this, but something that I've kind of encountered is that, and I don't know if you felt like this because you guys are leaving, but it's like, yeah, we can be friends, but I'm leaving. And yeah. like, you have this like, yeah, we're going to be friends, but it, does our friendship, will it be strong enough to like last distance type yeah. thing? And so you have this like, and I don't know if that's really bad to have. It probably isn't like the best, but I'm also like be here long term and it's like it's that hard thing but then I remember one of my best friends lived in Ohio for like four months and now I see her once or twice a year and so I'm kind of like come on Kenzie you can't have that mentality like anything if you put the effort in and you click it will work 
But I still feel like it's just hard because you're like, well, is it going to? And, and I feel like it's just hard. I do know that, like, tons of people make a lot of friends on base and there's a lot of groups. And I don't know if you feel this way since we both don't have kids. But I feel like a lot of times kids are what help you make friends because you're like, oh, we can have a yeah. play date with our kids. And we don't have animals, too. So I can be like, oh, you can go walk our dogs together, you know? Yeah. And so I'm like, I don't have anything to, like, make friends with. Right. You're, like, you're, like, trying to find, you're, like, fishing for a connection. Yeah. Like, I need something to bond myself to somebody. Yeah. Something we can connect with. Exactly. So I think that's, like, the hardest thing with making friends and then, like, being in the military and then it's like and then I think the best thing is when I'm like oh Cade we like found a a couple we can hang out with because then I'm like I get to hang out with Cade and them you know like everyone gets a friend (laughs) so you talked about how you guys have your finances separate yes you want to kind of like talk about what made you guys decide that how you feel like that's best for you what that entails um so when we got married we kind of like I was like oh so we're like general counselors was like no and I was like okay I'm like okay then then what and then we're just like okay we just do it separate and so she has like all her money that she makes I guess we have like a shared account we okay. both have navy fed so we have a shared account that like we kind of put the money for rent utilities yeah. all that stuff we put that in there okay so we can both utilize it and we'll also use that for the dogs yeah or just like extra stuff that we do together like let's say we're going on a date you know yeah. we'll just pull from the shared account um but the money I make is mine, and the money that she makes is hers, so we can okay. spend that accordingly. Mm-hmm. And I think the way we kind of decided that is, like, we realized that we had different spending styles. Oh, yeah. Like, if she wants something, she'll buy it, but not, like, unreasonably. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm more like, if I don't need it, I'm not going to buy it. Yeah, you're more of a saver. <laughs> yeah, more of a saver. And also, like, I have, like, you know, I want to go back to university um, over in Quantico. I want to oh, find cool. something that works. And so I needed, I know I needed to set a lot set aside like a large sum of money to help yeah. pay for college did you know that there and i'm gonna mess up the acronym but there <laughs> is a scholarship for military spouses i think it's like two or three grand oh okay for like whatever you can get like a certificate with it you can put it towards tuition like you can use that so i don't know if you knew about no, that I but you can it's like m-y-c-c-a-s m-c-y-a-s something like that i'll find it for you and okay. i'll send it to you um but it's like two to three thousand dollars Strictly I, for military spouses. And I want to say, I did something, so I don't know if it was the same thing, but I want to say the grant would be like $4,000, but I could only take um, the classes that they offered. Oh, uh, okay. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I that, have a lot of friends that have taken, used it for different universities. Like, it okay. has to qualify for the university, but I'm pretty sure, like, because it's a military spouse scholarship, it's not something like this school's offering the scholarship. Yeah. But just so you know. Okay, well, that's, that's really Yeah, I'll send it to you. Uh, but, okay, so you're wanting to go back to university, so you're like, okay, i got to save some money for yeah, that. Yeah, because I'm like, that's going to be some expensive. And then, um, and then so I'm like, well, you know, universities probably have different things, like, you know, because you're a military spouse, they might have benefits for you. And, like, out here, I got really lucky because I ended up getting free tuition at community. Oh, that's so nice. Like, for both the years. I know I would get free tuition after my first year mm-hmm. here, but they ended up just giving it to me once I got married, and I was like, that's oh, awesome. Nice. Um, what are you wanting to just go to school for? I think I'm going to continue with my child development units. Oh, that'd be cool. And, um, see where that takes me. I still want to get, like, my foot in the door at a few other places before I completely decide, like, yeah. this is, like, the ultimate career for me. Because mm-hmm. some days I'm like, yes, absolutely. And then other days I'm like, do I really want to do this for the rest of my life? Right. I mean, I feel like that's kind of how it is with every job. Definitely. But, um, I, like, I feel like I need more of a taste than just one 
one place to yeah. decide if I want to do this for the rest of my life. Especially with the military. You're moving all the time. It's just not going to be the same everywhere. And it sucks because with child development and teaching, like, it differs from state to state. So oh, I'm like, I okay, get a degree here, and then it doesn't work over there. Great, got to go back to school. Yeah, I know that's super frustrating. Do you feel like there – what do you feel like are the benefits of having your finances separate, and what do you feel like are the – not consequences, but, like, you know, the like cons. Downsides. Yeah, the downsides. Um, I think – like it gives it's definitely like a sense of independence, mm-hmm. um, which is nice. And like you know, I know exactly where my money is going. Yeah. Like you know, I can if I want to give myself a four hundred dollar budget for the month, I can go ahead and do that and not have to worry about any consequences. Um, and you know, I can give myself more leeway if I really want something. Yeah. Which is um, super nice. Downside is like when we PCS. Yeah. And like you know. I, when we move, obviously I'm not having, I don't have a job right away. I've like started to apply and try to get things lined up, but I know I'm probably going to go like two, three, maybe four weeks without uh, any type of income. Yeah. And like, that's kind of where I'm like, ah, that sucks, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and you know, she's guaranteed a paycheck no matter what. Yeah. And so that's, I feel like that's going to be a separate, a separate conversation, like, you know, I didn't willingly leave my job, yeah. so we need to find some sort of compensation. Yeah. Because um, we're taking her car, and I'm flying mine out there. Okay. So, you know, that's a, like a couple grand, I think. Yeah, about two, three grand. Yeah, probably somewhere in there. And so, like, you know, it's almost like I'm sacrificing this. I would like something in yeah, return. For sure. Um, How do you feel like certain expenses, like grocery or furniture or things like that, is that your joint account that you pull from? Um, the groceries I've kind of always bought. I've, I've okay. I'm the cooker in yeah. the relationship. She's trying to get into that, um, but I mean, when she was deployed, it was just me buying for myself. So I bought that. Um, we kind of like split up some utilities so that like I would learn to have like my own responsibilities because I went from living with my parent, yeah. like my mom, to living by myself, and like now I'm like okay, I'm responsible for stuff. For stuff like my car payment yeah. and, you know, car insurance and stuff. But, you know, I'm like, I feel like I need some more responsibility. Yeah. So then Do you I have those bills. things together, like car insurance or phone or anything like that? Um, no, those are all separate, too. Okay. Well, she's on a parent plan for her phone. Okay. I pay for mine myself. Um, and then cars, I bought my car for my mom. Okay. And then, so I pay for that myself. She's leasing her car. Okay. Um. Even though your finances are separate, just so you know that you can use, like, USAA and, like, anything like that since you're, like, a spouse. Even though, mm-hmm. like, you don't have, like, your your name can be in the account. Oh, okay. So, like, most of all of mine and Kate's stuff is all in my name uh-huh. just because it was just easier and, yeah. like, I like to know that it's getting paid. <laughs> like, Did you have, like, better credit or anything? Because I know Emily put her name on all stuff she had better credit. I had better credit... I knew about finances, <laughs> okay, well, that's um, a one. you know, and then knowing he was going to deploy, yeah. it was easier just to have everything in my name, but oh, I, definitely. but I put like, I'm, we weren't even married when I transferred to USAA because my car insurance was ending, but we were oh, getting married. And so I called okay. him and I was like, Oh, like I'm getting married to him. Yada, yada, yada. And they're like, all right, sounds good. They're like, cool. You know? And like, yeah. obviously he was on it, but most everything is in my name. Like, the housing all stuff has to be in the, the service member's name, but, like, most everything else is in my name or, like, I handle type thing just because it's easier. Mm-hmm. I obviously had to be added on to Navy Federal because I had to, like, go through him first. Yeah. Um, but I will say that, like, most anything, because you're the spouse, 
that all aligns. So, like, even if you're like, oh, I want better, like, I swear by USAA. So, like, <laughs> if you want something separate and, like, her name's not tied to it, the fact that you are her spouse and she's active duty gives you all those same privileges. Oh, well, that's Which is really nice. nice. Yeah, that's really nice. Because I'm all about saving money because they don't get paid that much. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I, like, that's how I am, too. But I definitely wouldn't recommend the, like, separate, um, finances for like people who have children because that would get really sticky really fast like what are you gonna do like split up the children I pay for this one you pay for that one yeah no for sure you know if do you guys have an idea about what your future would look like or is that still like very much undecided still like to be determined Um, I think most of it is kind of like to be determined like over the course of deployment we ended up like making a like together list which oh, was cute. just like a list of things that we wanted to accomplish together and like yeah one of those is we I want I've moved personally like, three times within like a course of a year yeah and so I like never felt like at home anywhere mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like that I'm living in this space for a little bit yeah and so like our big one was like you know decorating a house together and yeah. like making it a home that'll be so fun to do in Quantico yeah, that would be that really would be so fun. fun. And Virginia's awesome. You'll love it. I've never been, but... It's amazing. You will love it. The I... traffic's a little... That's why like, I'm trying to get a job on base. But, so, yeah, that. if you live on base, that will be probably your best thing, which is what I love here sometimes, too, because I'm like, I, like, look at the five, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to turn around and go back home. Yeah, you know, like, and come inside the commissary if I really need yeah. something. Because okay. sometimes the, like, and, like, my parents are coming out, and they are coming... They're coming, they're dropping my sister off, and then they're going to Palm Springs for a couple days, and they're coming back, and I was like, bro, if you don't come back at the right time, you are going to be sitting in traffic, and they're originally going to go all the way up to, like, San Francisco, and I was like, bro, you can do it, but on Saturdays, the 5, COVID's gone, COVID traffic is no longer a thing, which COVID traffic was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It really was. I was like, like, I can do this, and then I'm like, I cannot do this, I cannot do this, this is awful, um... And so I told him, I was like, you'll sit in it for, like, three hours going south on yeah, Saturdays. Go ahead. Like, yeah. And they were like, we're going we're gonna to rearrange the trip. And I was like, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, who wants to waste three hours of a trip just sitting in the car? Yeah. But no, you'll, living on base, I think, for, especially for Quantico, will be really great. And then you're so close to so many things. You can go to Washington, D.C. You can go yes. to New York. You can go to the beach. You, like, you can go to so many... I, oh, I just want to be back on the East Coast so bad. Because it's just <laughs> so close to so many things. And I get that, like, out here you can do it. But it's just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like... 45 minutes away is like you like sat in traffic for 45 minutes to go like 11 miles. Yeah. And I just... And maybe this is really bad. And I'm, I'm really really trying to love California. But I'm like, what is the hype? Like, <laughs> I, I'm really trying to be like, what is the hype? Because I, I feel like everyone's like, oh my gosh, you live in California. That's so yeah. amazing. And I'm like, do you want to come out here and see what I'm seeing and tell me what I'm missing? Because, yeah. like, I feel like California just has this hype. But even when you go to these places that are, like, majorly hyped up, like, L.A., I'm like... I'm like, this is just... I just watch people shoot up crack. Like, yeah. th- this is gross. Skid Row? Holy crap. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, I told... I just... I don't know. I, and I get that the East Coast has those parts, but it's just not as prevalent here, I yeah. feel like. I agree. So... But, okay, so you said you have a list that you're kind of like, these are things we want to do together. Yes. And I feel like... Um, so I know a lot of people, like, especially with um, lesbian couples, they ask for, like, okay, so, like, what are you going to do about kids? Yeah. And, like, that that is a big question. And right now, like, I don't think we really know. I think mm-hmm. we, we want to get through this next reenlistment before we even think about kids. Like, we yeah. still have a lot of stuff to do. 
and I really want to travel outside of the country a bit more. Yeah. Um, and do that with her. We have like our own goals that we want to accomplish, and like until For sure. yeah, until those are fulfilled, like that's definitely the so part hard. Kate and I are in right now. Yeah. We're like, okay, we want to do this. We want to do this for kids. And we want to do this because we're still so young too that it's yeah. like. Why, like, we can do that. Let's yeah, do it. You don't want to miss out on life. Be- yeah. Like, yeah, you don't want to, like, not, like, throw it away, but you don't want to jump before you get started. Yeah. Um, but I I think we have, like, considered, like, um, some sort of, like, artificial insemination type yeah. thing. So is that where you get, like, sperm from a, like, a donor? Or yeah. Okay. And we could do it that way. I know they are trying to, um do things like I've read different articles and stuff where like they would take an egg and like take the DNA from the other egg mm-hmm. and like make a child that way. Oh that's but cool. That can only produce a female child. Like you oh, can't have because there's yeah, no Y chromosome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um we considered that but I can't imagine how much that would cost. Oh my gosh I know. So I'm like, you know, we might have to pick and choose our battles depending where we are financially. Yeah. Um I did know and I don't know exactly how it works with lesbian couples, but I know that um, IVF is yeah. covered under TRICARE, which is technically the same thing because you're taking the egg from the woman and you're mixing it with the sperm and then yeah. putting it back in. So, like, I feel like there has to be something that's somewhat covered. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I haven't even thought about that. And, I mean, just since it's, like, it's not in my forefront, I haven't really looked into yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Um, but I think if she does decide... Well, if she goes to DI school, she would have to, like, sign another kind of, like, reenlistment thing because that would be three years um, over there. Um, So I think, you know, at that point, depending where we are, like, in our goals, like, we might try to, you know, get cracking on that and figure out. You know, we probably need to know, like, what we want to do at least a year in advance and then a year after that, you know, then it's finally the process is getting started. Yeah. Because I'm sure it takes a long time, too. With you guys, do you feel like... We both want to go through the experience of like carrying a child, or do you feel like one of you's like, oh, no, <laughs> take that, go ahead, run with it. You, I don't need to ever experience that. Like, how how do you guys kind of navigate that in that situation? Because you both have the opportunity to, unless like genetically something happened. But right. you know what I mean. How do you like? Um, I think like I've like talked about it all the time because like working with children is like the best birth control, but then also gives you the worst baby fever. Yeah. Like, it really depends on the day. Um, but I know I definitely want to carry Emily's kind of like, you can go first and I'll see <laughs> yeah, how exactly. that goes. Um, she's not against it, but she's not really for it. I think she's kind of yeah. like neutral right now. Um, but if she, like, sees me go psycho or something, she's probably like, you can either do that again and or you can not just have one. <laughs> so, obviously with that, that just means that one would have, if you do the... Obviously, this is, like, such a premature topic, but if it, that would just mean, so would it be, because, like, there, unless you do the thing that you research, it'd be one of your DNAs versus, like, if she had one, does that make sense? Yeah, that no, how I would totally, be? yeah, I know exactly what you're saying, and, um, I know there's another couple that, like, a lesbian couple that I follow on TikTok, and they have two daughters, mm-hmm. and, um, so, like, one of them, I want to say they're from the same dad, but, like, you know, yeah, yeah, each yeah. mom ended up having one, um, and, like, they're old enough now that they know yeah. that, like, you know, we have, you know, a sperm donor or father, mm-hmm. what I'm not sure what they call them, but they understand that, like, you know, I mean, that's what they grew up with, mom and mom, yeah. or, you know, whatever, mama and mom, whatever yeah. you want to Which is so cool. Them. Yeah, so I think, you know, and I think it's funny because they talked about, like, 
when one would pick them up from preschool, and they're like, oh, your mom's here, and then they walk up, they're like, no, that's mommy. You know, yeah. like, they really uh. understand the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, I, I think it would just kind of be like, you know, a culture thing. Yeah. Like, that's just something that would end up working itself out. And, I mean, there's always a fear, like, you know, if we ended up having two separate ones, like, would you love yours more than you would love the one that came from me? Yeah. But, I mean, that would come back to the core of, like, how strong is marriage? Very, like, yeah. And how strong is, like, your, it's still your kid, you know, because yeah. even though, like, just like if you technically adopted somebody, they might yes. not have your DNA, but you still love them like yours. Right. And or then also, you like, marry into parents. a family. Yeah. yeah. So I think it kind of, like, goes under that category, too. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit different genetically. Yeah. Oh, that's super cool. I just feel like that's a really neat experience. So my next question is, how did you guys decide whose name to take? Oh, I think I I was just like, I want to take your name. Like, I was just uh-huh. like, I jumped the gun on that one. I think I had always, like, envisioned myself. I mean, like, you know how some girls do. We just, like, envision our wedding. Yeah. Like, I, like, envisioned myself giving, you know, like, taking a last name. Like, just kind yeah. of, like, not throwing money in the trash. But, um. But, but having a maiden. Yeah. Name. But, like, that kind of, like. I don't know. I feel like that stems from, like, my family experience. I have a very small family. Like, I think my whole family is, like, eight people. Mm -hmm. And so, like, not like there wasn't much to go by, but I'm, like... You don't have such an attachment. Yeah. I was just kind of, like, I have me, my cousins, aunt, uncle, my mom. Like, that that was, like, it. And then, so I'm, like, she has a larger family, and I'm, like, you know, I really want to feel, like, closer or more involved yeah. with their family because they didn't quite have that experience. Like, yeah. grandparents, like, a bunch of aunts and uncles, like, that's great. Like, I love that. I live for that. Yeah. So. Oh, that's so cool. So it wasn't, like, a hard... No, I think... I don't know. I just... We kind of, like, knew. Yeah. Like, that's so cool, though. I mean, I know some people, like, neither... Neither change their last name. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's becoming even more popular, like, in heterosexual couples to, like, yeah. not change a name, you know? Especially if you have, like, something going career-wise. Yeah. I can like, understand, really like, doctor-wise or, you or know, like when you have some... And stuff. Yeah, things like that. And it's funny because I feel like some people are very passionate about, like, not changing their name or certain things like that. And I obviously changed my name. And I think it's funny because I would joke about... And I, I love Culver. I've, I'm super happy. And I would joke, like, okay, do you want to take, like, Jeffries, which is my maiden name? And he was like, no. And his dad was really specific because his dad was one of five kids and the only boy. And then Cade was the only boy. And so oh, okay. he's like, hello, carry on the name, please, you know? And so I'm like, okay, I get that we have, like, something to accomplish. And so it's just really funny because I'm like, oh, yeah, you really do have to, like, carry on the name, you know? Yeah. And it really falls on Cade's shoulders. And so I joked about that. And I have an older brother, so, like, he'll technically carry on the name. Yeah. But it's funny because some people are very passionate about that. And other people are like, a name, it's a name. You know, things like that. And I thought, so I did get my diploma in Jeffries. Because I was like, you know, Mackenzie Jeffries really did most of this work, you know. Yeah. But there's so many things that, and I think the the most, I don't want to say annoying part, but, like, frustrating part is, like, you don't realize how much your name is on everything. And how much you have to change. And you're like... Oh my gosh. And then during COVID, yes. it was, I literally just became Mackenzie Culver, I think like two months ago through like the government. Yeah, I, pretty much. Because I called the social security and they like weren't taking people. And I was like, I cannot do my taxes. I cannot get on my banking. Like, cause Navy Federal was like, you have to be Culver. And my friend was like, what? Who are you? Yeah. And so I like called them and I was like, I have to get this. Like, please open your office for me. And so like, hey, your appointment's this day. And so I show up. No cars in the parking lot, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Just, and these people are like, like, get away from me. These people are like knocking on the door, and they're like, and I'm like, oh no, oh 
go. And they're like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I have an appointment. And so they're like, you have an appointment? And so like then the security guard walks out. He like looks at me and I was like, I have an appointment for 11 o'clock. And he's like, what's your name? And I was like, Mackenzie. And then I was like, Jeffrey's Culver? Like, I know you're like, like, I don't know what you mean. And then he's like, okay, okay, you can come in. And I was like, okay, thanks. But changing your name and then like at the PX... <laughs> if you use like so you show me your military ID and then if you use your credit card they're like hey let me see your credit card yeah, I look like match. a freaking moron because I'm like they're like it doesn't match so I pull out every ID I possibly have so I'm like here's my old driver's license my new my military my I was like I promise I'm me and like and they look at me uh, like and I'm like like what because you're, you you're, carry around your marriage certificate <laughs> I had to for probably three months because it was when COVID was happening and my military ID was, exp- or my, oh, my real ID was expiring and I was flying a bunch. And so I had my birth certificate, my marriage license, my social security card on me at all times because I literally flew like every other day for like six weeks for my job. And I was deathly afraid of like getting up there and then being like, your ID is expired. I'm like, but look, it's me, I promise. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, my so, God. So, but no, changing your name. Like, I'm super grateful and I'm super happy to be a Culver. I not want anything else in the world. But I'm like, there's so much. And even now, my credit cards still say Jeffries. And I'm like, how do you even figure this out? Like, you know, like. <laughs> I can't even do it. So, it's been so hard. And then I'm like, even so, small things that you're like, oh, this account has this. Or things like this. And then with my job, I have so many customers that know me as Mackenzie Jeffries. And my dad oh. is my boss. And oh. he's Jeffries. And so the name is just like, like we're connected and then the name is just easy to be like, oh, you're Dustin's kid. Oh, you know? Yeah. And so I got asked like, well, do you want to change to Culver since you're like married now? And I was like, I mean, I'll probably like change my voicemail and like add Jeffries and call, you know, like add Culver. But I was like my work email because I have so many clients that know me as Jeffries. Like they all know that I got married, but right. I was like. I would hate for someone to call me expecting it to be me and then they'd be like, is this who I'm supposed to be reaching? You know, like that kind of right. thing. Like, so I was like, just that. keep it as Jeffries for right now. And Kate was obviously so chill and like yeah, didn't care. Whatever. But it definitely is like hard to like change everything and like there's just so many things you don't realize that are in your name and then like even just like bank statements and phone bills and just everything. You're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, mine was... um trying to get the unemployment when my oh, job yeah because like it was my work was set up with my old name mm-hmm. and then like you know my social security card didn't match that so then they wanted both social security cards and yep. all that other stuff and they were just kind of like this is too hard um we're you're denied <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay great that's so frustrating because they like could not verify like yeah. and because i had like my military id like my school id i was like i can give you everything, everything yeah but they were just kind of like, ah, sketchy. No, <laughs> they were like, okay, whatever. So when thinking about being a military spouse, what do you feel like is the most important thing that you've learned? Oh, the most important thing I've learned about being a military spouse? That's an interesting question. Hmm. Or what's something like big that you learned that you're like, oh, I wish other people knew about this? Oh, I feel like definitely all the stuff that like the military offers, like, you know, there's a bunch of different programs that are just hidden somewhere, somewhere out there. Um, I guess, you know, understanding that, oh, oh, definitely understanding that like the military spouse is their own individual person. Like, although like military is their life, like, you know, I hear a lot of people like, oh, what is your spouse doing? Like all about them. And it's like, you know, I have my own goals. I have my own achievements too. Yeah. And Becoming those, your own person, yeah, those not like still need to be acknowledged. Their, 
identity. Because it's hard because we have to move with them. And there's so many things that their life affects ours. You know, because yeah. I totally agree. Like, I moved out here. I lost, not like, I didn't lose my apartment. I left my apartment. I didn't necessarily change a job. But, you, you know, like, you just have yeah. different things where you're like, I gave up living next to my family. I, you know, like, all these things. And it's like, I willingly did that. And I totally fine to do that but then that also like gives and takes other things just like you're talking about kind of with the finances like well you're moving with her so something's gonna have to give and take and sometimes it can be hard to be like oh I really am my own person I really am yeah and I didn't really realize that until like the like thick of deployment I was kind of like I want to say stage like four or five was kind of like you know, I'm going to have to look into these stages. I'm going to have to do like an episode on these stages. I'm very like, intrigued. I don't know why I didn't know about the like actual like stages. Yeah, and like it, it's different for like everyone and different things. Yeah. But um, like I kind of like got into my own routine. I was like, okay, cutting out like all social media besides Facebook, just because those have like such great support groups. Yeah. Um, you know, cut out. I well, I felt like the things that were holding me back from getting me where I wanted to end up. Yeah. And you know. That was, like, great. I, like, started to get stuff up, started to get, like, you know, myself in order. And I was, like, wow, like, I can do a lot. And, I like, I have so much purpose. And, like, I didn't really take the time to work on myself. Yeah. You know, because it was all about my marriage. And, you know, I think taking, like, as a military spouse, realizing you're not just a military spouse. Like, there's so much more to you as a person. And, like, you know, acknowledging that to others and stuff is, like great because people will look at you and be like oh like how's your how's your husband or how's you know how's your wife yeah yeah and like um even when I was like when my wife was deployed I got a lot of calls from her family like oh I bet you miss her a lot like you know kind of like that how are you doing but like the second she got back those calls like stopped yeah and it was kind of like you know then again you realize like I mean of course they wanted to support me and stuff but it was more about like because she left, not yeah. like, oh, how are you doing just in general? No, I totally get it. So No, I definitely think that's a hard thing. I think that's something that I really like about the podcast because we have a lot of civilian listeners. Is that like, and I have a podcast coming up, I think in like two weeks, that talks all about the lingo and how mm-hmm. certain times it's like a civilian will say this. And you're like, you don't know that by saying that is like not good or is frustrating yeah. or... Just certain things were, and then sometimes, like, and that was something I struggled with growing, like, not when we first got married, people would say stuff, because he deployed, like, I think 10 days after we got married, and so people would say different things, and I'd be like, how dare you say that to me, (laughs) you know, things like that, and when I had other people that I could go to and, like, rant about it, they were kind of like, I don't think, because, like, they were civilian too, and they're like, is that bad to say, and I was like... Yeah, that's bad to say. What are you talking about? And they're like, oh. Like, you know, and some people are like, yeah, it's bad to say. But having civilians realize, like, hey, say this or don't say this. Or maybe it's better to talk about this instead of that. You know, and just yeah. having those things. Because sometimes I feel like it can be really hard to go through those things. And it's like, yeah, my husband did left or my wife did leave or, you know, things like that. But I am still my own person, or I am still going through other things not because of it type thing. Right, like, especially, like, if you're going to school, like, you know, you have your midterms and finals stuff, and, like, that's just a very stressful time. Like, how are your, how's your school going? Yeah. Instead of just, like, how are you doing without your spouse? Yeah. like, I'm doing fine. Right, Right. exactly. (laughs) A lot of, it was a lot of, like, you know, oh, how are you holding up? I, you know, and it's just kind of, like. Ask about other things. Yeah, like. And see how we feel about talking about it. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Well, that's good. 
Thank you so much for coming on. This is <laughs> so great. I feel like I learned so much and I just am so grateful for you being so open and honest and vulnerable and like willing to talk because I feel like there's so many, it's just a very different dynamic from my marriage and I think it's really good to like learn about other people's and I know I have a lot of listeners that can learn about it too and I think being able to see different perspectives help us see like oh I like that they did this or Mm -hmm. I don't like that they did that but I like that they did this or I probably wouldn't do that but I'm glad I see that perspective or understand it and then I think also just having a more understanding and compassion and love and acceptance for the LGBTQ community I think is very important and That was something that I was really big about trying to have people on because obviously I'm not that, but I am an ally and I want you guys to feel supported and loved and cared for. And so I'm just really grateful that you came on. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And I just, it was so great. And I hope all the listeners were able to pick something out that they learned and enjoyed. And yeah, me too. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Okay, so I wanted to just close out this episode by doing another quote that I found that I really like. And this comes from Oprah Winfrey, who I just admire so much and is really amazing. And the quote is, where there is no struggle, there is no strength. And I feel like that's really important. I feel like as a military spouse, we go through those highs and lows where we like have really good days or we have really hard days. And it's kind of a roller coaster of emotion, but I think all of us can attest to that we're able to really find strength once we get through those hurdles and those hard times and we look back on those situations and we're like wow we were able to get through it and it's made us stronger and when we have to go through say another deployment or another hard situation you're able to look back and know like hey I can get through this or I went through something similar and I have that strength so I just think it's really important to know and remember and once again where there is no struggle there is no strength and sometimes you got to struggle and we're all going to go through that but to see kind of what you're having to learn from this and I just think it's really important to understand that we're all going through struggles that nobody doesn't go through those and to ask for help because I think that's one of the hardest things to do but we are a part of this military community and if you're a civilian reaching out to your military friends and checking in on them I think is really important kind of like we talked about in the podcast And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and I will see you next Friday.